the biggest issue right now uh, that I'm seeing in law firms is just how they're going to support their growth. These law firms are growing and there's so much business out there. It's recession proof. But what they're not understanding is adding people to growth is not a cost effective way to do it. Are you ready to make your law firm a profit generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Well, hello and welcome to another guest interview here on the Profit With Law podcast. I'm your host, Moshe Amsel. If you're interested in learning more about our Elite Lawyer program, it all starts with an absolutely free coaching session. So you can book a free coaching session with my coaching staff um, where they will spend um, the time with you to help you understand and, uh, and overcome the things that might be getting in your way of achieving your success, uh, you'll leave that coaching session invigorated and inspired to be able to continue moving in the right direction. Now, in full disclosure, at the end of that coaching session, they're going to potentially offer you the opportunity to join our elite lawyer coaching program. That is the only way that you can get into that. Um, so if that's something that interests you. If you would like some help along the way, uh, then go to profitwithlaw.com forward slash free coaching, profitwithlaw.com forward slash free coaching takes you right to a calendar booking link. You got to answer some questions on a form there, grab a spot on the calendar, and there's absolutely no commitment. You just have that coaching session, see how you feel, and then decide whether you want to continue the ride with us. And my guest today is Neil Goffman. Neil Goffman is a proven software leader who joined GrowPath in October of 2021. Under his leadership, GrowPath has grown over 100% in less than 12 months. Prior to GrowPath, Neil led a supply chain planning SaaS company, Vanguard Software, for five years until its acquisition for $110 million by Walters Clear. Neil's experience prior to Vanguard spanned large companies like IBM and other startups that had successful exits to companies like Informatica. Neil, welcome to the show. Thank you, Moshe. Appreciate it. Uh, one of the things I like to do when I start is I just read the the bio you provided to us, and uh, you know I just read a script. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who is Neil, and and you know some of your background, um, and uh, then we'll jump into uh, our our conversation here. Yeah, I appreciate it. So I've spent most of my life uh, working in software, whether that is in consulting right out of college, uh, work for companies like Capgemini you know, working on behalf of large clients uh, like Bell South back in the day, solving various business problems they have to then moving on to software companies that uh, were global companies working on everything from business intelligence to AI and data as a service products. I've just very much enjoyed growing companies. Uh, I've always found it to be uh, something where you know, it aligns to my skill set around go to market and solving business problems and how to really flush out, you know, the competition in the market, anticipate what they're going to do and how best to, you know, leverage the strengths of the company that I'm with. Uh, and it, it's, you know, worked very well for me over the last, you know, 15 years. Okay. So um, what I'm hearing is, is that you're really good at sensing the market 
at understanding your your ideal client and really growing a business to uh, present uh, a product or service in that marketplace in a way that's going to serve them uh, the best. And um, with GrowPath, Grow, uh, GrowPath, if if I if I understand correctly, GrowPath is a uh, practice management uh, application, or 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 is it a more like a CRM for for uh, for law firms? What what exactly is GrowPath? Um, and I we're not gonna like this is we're not gonna promo GrowPath the whole conversation. Sure. I just want to understand uh, your expertise in the marketplace. Yeah, appreciate. So I would say that GrowPath is a suite of products that is focused in the personal injury space that helps firms maximize revenues and improve their efficiencies. And we're doing that in a little bit different way. We're doing that with the use of analytics, automations, and AI, and packaging them up in the modules. So companies, you know, law firms that want to use us just for intake and have that streamlined and maximize their intake conversion, they can do that. If they want to use us for case management because they've already outsourced their intake to another firm, they can do that. If they really just like our office optimizer and they want to understand, hey, how are my conversions trending by practice area quarter over quarter, they can do that. Or if they want to understand how their various practice areas are producing from a return on investment perspective or their marketing efficacy, they can do that. Most of our clients opt for all of those solutions. And really what we're doing is continuing to move the needle as it pertains to empowering the law firm owners, the manager partners, the staff to have the same tools that the C-level suite at Caterpillar has. So they're managing by KPIs, they're understanding their future capacity constraints, they're understanding their revenue predictions and their cash flows. And that's what we're delivering to these law firms today. Very interesting. So does that mean that GrowPath kind of sits on top of any practice management software? Like, is there specific applications that you work with or don't work with? Um, how does that work? Yeah. So technically, we have the ability to do everything except for accounting. Most of our clients will work with QuickBooks, so they don't need to have an existing system. Now, if they do and they do not want to replace that, which I understand it's a once in a decade investment, and I am not necessarily one to push uh, replacing that just because uh, they can certainly use our bolt-on solutions to any practice manager. So if they're using competitor A, they can use our office optimizer. Most of these solutions today are API enabled and we are very open. Uh, we want to have that type of flexibility where we have, you know, let's say a year from now, we have nine different offerings in the PI space. They can choose three of them. A client can choose five of them, but we're not going to force them to use the entire stack. Okay. Now, uh, with what you're doing with GrowPath, it, it sounds to me like you probably have gotten quite a bit of experience in the legal industry uh, with the struggles of law firms today. So if you had to name the top one or maybe the top three um, areas of concern, struggle, um, problems that law firm owners are facing right now, what would those be? Yeah. So... I would say the biggest problem is one that many law firm owners are ignorant to in that they don't really have a good handle on their business. They're not running their business like a CEO. They're not understanding their profitability month to month. They're not understanding the efficiencies to which they could improve upon. They're not understanding where they have bottlenecks in their processes. So they might, let's say every, you know, every case has a stage. They might not realize that a particular stage is starting to trend up. Let's say last month it took 12 days on average. This month is 14 days. And we're predicting next month it's going to be 16 days. 
they don't have the insight. They don't have the tools. They don't even have necessarily the awareness that it's available to start managing their law firm like a business. That's first and foremost. Second, currently today, I'm hearing a lot of issues with staff and intake. Uh, there's obviously a high turnover, let's say, uh, with that, that's an issue. And they're looking for ways to improve that. Well, one way is that you know we help and, and other software can too is by having that intake software as easy as possible and having the lowest learning curve and ensuring that someone can step in there and you know within an hour or two training, the system is doing most of it for them. All they need to do is input the data. Last, I would say uh, the biggest issue right now uh, that I'm seeing in law firms is just how they're going to support their growth. These law firms are growing and there's so much business out there. It's recession proof. But what they're not understanding is adding people to growth is not a cost effective way to do it. Understanding that you might have to revisit your business process to leverage software and automation is a more efficient way and a more cost effective way. Uh, most firms just add bodies to the problem. Yeah, it would. All those three things resonate with me, and and what I'm what I'm hearing in the industry, some of them are are very specific to the practice area that you serve. Um, you know, for example, the the last one, um, in in um, personal injury specifically, that makes a lot of sense. Um, in other in, in other areas of of law where it's tied directly to your output. Um, it's kind of hard to get those efficiencies, but uh, absolutely in a, in a firm where your contingency fee based or even any sort of a flat fee based structure, um, unlocking those efficiencies and figuring out how to get less on the plate of the attorney, more on the plate of the support staff is going to make you leaner and better. And it, it gives you more throughput. It allows you to handle more clients without needing and more cases without needing to invest in another person or in another exactly. provider. Um, and, you know, that's, that's really the name of the game is, is figuring out how to, how do we get the most out of each of the people that we have on our team? And, and I love this, this idea of data-driven information. And what's crazy is, is that this is the second conversation I'm having in one day. So folks, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I batch my recordings. We, you know, so, um, you know, Neil is, is is lucky enough to be my fourth recording today. Um, but I had a conversation with somebody earlier today who who will have at the time that this is released, that episode will have been released a few weeks ago. Um, where we dove into this idea of under, of understanding how valuable the data is, how valuable knowing this information is. And and to Neil's point, I mean, if you're a contingency-based practice, then cash flow is one of the key things you have to be focusing on. And if it takes you longer to, pr to process any stage of your personal injury uh, claim and process, that's going to delay the outcome. You're not gonna get to the place where you're negotiating a settlement or you're going to court until you've gone through the previous stages. And if you, instead of taking 30 days for something, you take 60 days, you know, I'm gonna make an example that's more than the two day difference, right? Two days might not might not make a, a difference for you know for some people, but when you're we're talking about months of delaying the cash infusion that you get from from closing out a case, um, 
that really makes a difference. It, it, it's either cost of capital, right? You're either paying interest on that um, or you don't have access to the capital. And now you're needing to figure out how to how to survive without it, which means that you're probably stunting your growth in the process. You're, you're preventing the next investment because you're waiting for that payout. So the faster that we can, the, the, the shorter time frame that we can have each of these cases churn through, the more efficient we get, the faster our cash flow turns, the faster our effort turns into cash and the faster our cash flow produces um, our ability to, to now invest at the next stage. Uh, so really understanding the time frame of every aspect of the cases is, is extremely important. Now, Neil, there's going to be some people who are listening to this who are, you know, maybe really small law firms, um, and they probably can get can can gather some of this data just manually, right? Like they just don't have enough cases moving through to to feel the need to have software do it for them. Typically, what in your experience, when is some does somebody say, okay, I'm ready to really have these th this information at my fingertips? Yeah, we have clients as small as five people. So I mean, literally, any lawyer that's out there that has a couple support staff can benefit from this. Um, if it's if nothing more than just setting up the automation of proactively letting your clients know changes in status or updates via text, email, automating the signature of these documents in a workflow process, automating follow-ups, they're likely getting leads in. I mean, if you're the one-armed paper hanger and you're out there in court, who's answering the phone? Who's following right. up on leads that are coming in? So you've got to have a system. And even if you do have an intake person, that's great. But it's still an intake person that, you know, may have had a tough night the night before out with their boyfriend or whatever. And, you know, their mind isn't really with it. And the guy calls up and says, oh, you know, I was just in a car accident and I'm a ex-Marine. I would love to, uh, you know, hire you guys. Well, that person that just took that call actually has two leads and they don't even know it. One for the accident and one for the Marine. Mm -hmm. Most intake people aren't listening for other uh, leads because our system, when that data is inputted, once it says Marine, it'll flag that intake as a potential Camp Lejeune opportunity. And we'll tell the person, hey, please ask these questions now because they're potentially uh, a Camp Lejeune case and other examples like that. And that's one of the things that we do that allow small firms even to find those cases because they're probably not going to pursue a mass tort or a class action, but they can refer it out and get a free 30% on it or whatever they negotiate. So that's one of the ways that we pay for ourselves generally in less than 12 months. Amazing. I, I, I love it. Um, okay. So you focus on personal injury. What about med mal and, and those is, is that all lumped into? Yeah. So it's a good classification. Thank you for that. We do eminent domain, workers comp, uh, any flat fee contingency-based arena is a fit for us. We actually do track time, but what we don't do directly is complex billing. Um, so we, we can technically do it. We have a partnership through Stripe, but we really like to stay focused in our lane. In our lane, uh, we don't find many providers, many software companies that are really, truly focused on it. So every dollar that we're making, we're reinvesting back into the company for R&D and creating new solutions. Our roadmap for 23 and 24 is all focused on flat fee contingency-based markets. And we're really excited. Like the eminent domain one is one that we found that is really underserved. So law firms that just focus on that, 
uh, we have probably four or five of those clients. Uh, and it, it's early that we realize this. Uh, another area like pro bono, uh, just very underserved. So those are areas that we're trying to focus and really ensure that, you know, they're getting a good value for the software because, you know, we, we know that there are, you know, however many players in the market, but we keep a, a tab on the price and make sure, you know, we're right in the middle and clients get the most value for it. Okay. Um, so does this mean that anybody who is a flat fee based practice, meaning they just don't do any hourly billing would be a fit? be a perfect fit. And we've even had some companies that, you know, firms that basically have multiple systems because part of, this, of the practice is billing, uh, using time billing for, you know, marital or whatever. And then the other part is such a sizable part that it is flat fee that they just have two systems. And obviously the, the benefits and the unique capabilities that we have for those markets are why they pick us. One of the challenges that um, my contingency based clients have is predicting future cash flow. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, we, you know, I, I help them build out their own little, you know, um, Excel spreadsheet that, that predicts it for them. But I'm, I haven't found a product yet that has that built in. Is that something that you have built in? I and mean, basically, what, like, if I, in in one of my previous you know corporate gigs, um, we use Salesforce, and I was doing sales, and we would be able to project our future sales because we assigned a percentage of probability yep. of getting the sale. We we and we put a, a a estimation of what the value of the deal was, and when you took all of our deals and applied the percentage of probability of closing we would have a pretty good indicator of what we actually would close in, you know, in dollars and cents in the next quarter and so on. Um, I do that with them the same way where we assign a percentage of probability. We assign the date we expect it to close and the dollar amount we expect expect of the settlement or, or the, or the judgment. It's obviously a guess, but it's a, it's an educated guess. And based on that, they can start to assume we, you know, we expect in the next quarter, we're going to have an influx of X amount of dollars in cash and it could be wrong, could be not, but at least it gives us some idea of where we stand and what we need to do to, to react to that. If we're under, going to be underfunded, uh, we need to do something about it. If, if we're going to, we look like we're going to be, we're going to be good, then, you know, maybe we, we start getting ready to do an investment in that quarter to, to move the needle forward in the business. So uh, is that something that you have in, in your product? We have a version of it today. Yes. And we use it based on historical, based on regression analysis, based on case type, like soft tissue or not, damages. Uh, then we also will average out based on those factors, the duration to close. And what I'm doing in the next iteration is we have some beta machine learning models uh, that are going to take, it's more of like a big data exercise where we're going to be getting uh, more national data sets and applying them against the carrier and the, the state level or county level um, historical rulings. And it's going to be much more robust. Uh, now you you couple that with something that we have, which is effectively our, our productivity tool, which calculates the actual capacity of the resources in the firm and projects them out based on where the cases are today. We know how many activities each stage of the case has, and therefore we know a different workload versus, well, John has five cases and Jim has seven, so let's give John two more. But John's cases might be three times as complex as Jim's, 
So you can't just say, we'll give him more because he has two more. So we break that down and we're giving you an insight to your true firm's capacity. And the next level there is we have the ability now to predict the future capacities. So that's what has you that combined. Okay, here's where we are from a revenue prediction. Here's where we are for capacities. You know, what should we do? Because we're going to have an issue coming up in six months. Do we hire more resources or it's going to level out because these cases are going to be closed? And that's the true insights that these firm owners need. Now, take that same approach and combine that with your marketing efficacy. Maybe my ROI in specific channels, and I'm not saying this is factual, but TV or over the air or billboards isn't producing as much as it used to. And we should be scaling back and looking at some new channels like TikTok or whatever it is. And right. that, that's the insights that these firm owners need that today, and I can tell you this because I've spoken to probably 20 different marketing companies that specialize in law firms. They do not ever have a version of the truth that they agree upon the marketing efficacy. And it's a battle. I don't know why they don't want to agree on it, but they don't. So it, it's, it, it's interesting to see this kind of occurring in the market right now, in my opinion. Yeah, well, what's happening is, is marketers are measuring, right? So they have, you know, you have a, a dedicated phone number. We're using QualRail. We're giving, you know, we know how many times your phone rang. So we, you know, so as far as marketers are concerned, every time that phone rang, it was a lead. But on the law firm side, maybe they missed the call. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a wrong number. Maybe, you know, maybe it was, it was a lead, it was a lead, but it was the wrong practice area. They had to send it off to another attorney that they, you know, they, and they have nothing to show for it. Um, and then maybe their system in, internally is broken and they might be getting leads, but they're not converting the leads or they're not getting them through the stages to get them to us, to, to a sale. So they're, they, you know, maybe they're not able to get them to a consult and therefore they're not counting as a lead. And that's where like, you know, market, some marketing agencies will only work with a law firm if they know that they have an intake process and a staff that they feel is going to be able to produce the result because they know that if I'm providing you leads and you are doing a crap job of converting those into clients, then you're going to come back and say, I'm not doing my job when in reality, it's you not doing your job running your business. So that's really where the disconnect is with, with marketers um, is they only have the data they have. They're not in your office answering the phone. Um, so if there isn't a system in place to mark those incoming calls as what they were, um, then they don't they don't get that last piece of information to be able to know whether it's an accurate lead, you know, whether it's a valid lead or not. Um, so that, you know, and maybe that's something that that GrowPath does or 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 can help bridge that gap. I, I don't know. Um, it is. Uh, but, and we go actually one step further, uh, not to interrupt you, apologies, but yeah, of course, we have one. Uh, we have some unique capabilities, let's say some of our larger volume based clients. For example, when leads come in, if they're unable, you know, to make connections with them in the first 60 seconds, it goes to a queue that someone needs to follow up and within the team, and they continue to pull down, make a phone call, text, email to ensure that that lead gets closed looped and is and is basically evaluated, uh, and nothing falls through the cracks. So we have basically reports that are running every 10 seconds, every five seconds or so, giving new alerts, giving new reminders of hey, this lead needs to be followed up on. And so that that doesn't fit for everyone. Obviously, that's for the more large volume shops. Uh, but we obviously have that ability. Yeah, of course, um, Neil. It's been it's been a great conversation. Unfortunately, we um, we're we're keeping this one really short. Um, 
Uh, I know that you you have, you have a hard stop. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm actually yeah. heading to the <laughs> heading to the airport from here, going out to Phoenix, Arizona. So, um, really, I really appreciate your time and and sharing this information with us. Uh, as we close this out, if you can leave one uh, parting piece of advice for law firm owners out there, and then how can they you know check check out GrowPath, get in touch with you? What's the next step for them if they're interested in, in investigating this further? Yeah, I appreciate that. So, my advice you know, to firms is don't just go by reputation, you know, look at, you know, what the value is that you're receiving from the software company and make sure you're setting yourself up for the next decade, which is making decisions by data. And you're going to get the tools uh, to support that growth. Uh, make sure you set goals for your business, you know, every year, every quarter, every month around what the metrics are. You are going to only be as good as the metrics you manage to. Um, if, Anyone wants to learn more about GrowPath, they can head up to our website, growpath.com, or hit me up on LinkedIn, which I'll be tagged here. More than happy to personally uh, speak to my new clients that are interested. Awesome. Thank you so much, Neil. Uh, folks, you, if this is your first time listening to the Profit With Law podcast and you enjoyed the show, go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you get notified when we release a new episode. If you didn't enjoy the show, shoot me an email. Let me know. Uh, would like to know how I can provide a better uh, product for you. Uh, but this was a great conversation with Neil. You got to be paying attention to your data. You got to know, you got to understand the inner workings of your business uh, in order to be able to grow and to be able to, to take that next step. If you are an hourly built firm, uh, but it's something that could become flat fee, definitely something that I would explore regardless because it's really good business sense and business practice for you to be able to do that. Uh, we have a whole nother podcast episode on that. It's called the De death of the uh, billable hour. Uh, my team will link that up in the show notes for you. Um, and we'll be back next Thursday with another great episode. So make sure to stay tuned. Listen to us then. Take care and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Thank you for tuning into the Profit With Law podcast. Your feedback is extremely valuable to us as well as helping us reach more people with this valuable content. Please leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast directory. Join us again next time when we are back with even more strategies to profit with law.